Welcome to the Absite Smackdown podcast. We'll talk clinical scenarios, Absite facts, and interesting general surgery knowledge. Now, let's get to it. Hey guys, it's me, Jess, your host of Absite Smackdown podcast. And with me, my two favorite gentlemen, Dr. David Kashmir and Dr. Colton Lee. Hi guys, I missed your faces so much. <laughs> it's nice to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back, Jessica. All right. So last time we recorded, we had Dr. Barsoom on and it was right before match. So we were talking about match and everything that goes into it and what was going to happen. And I had shared on there, Dr. Leah, I hope you don't get mad, how you had an interesting story of how you came into your program. And I said, I hope that we can have him talk about it. Well, you're here. So let's, let's talk about it because it's after match and things happened. Yeah, so my match experience, and unfortunately, my experience is not extremely unique. Um, a lot of people kind of went through what I did, but I did not actually match into a categorical general surgery spot initially. Uh, that Up to that point, it seemed like the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to me because you work so hard for years towards one goal. And all through med school, you're thinking about how, you know, match day is going to be the best day. It's going to be worth all of this. I can just party with my friends and my family. They're going to be there. And I'm going to get my envelope. I'm going to read it off. Uh, but a lot of people don't have that experience. They either don't match into their ideal program, they don't match at all, or in my case, I matched into a preliminary spot. So I had a one-year contract. Uh, and a lot of people do this, uh, or they have to you know, soap into a one-year spot. Uh, and I kind of approached this whole experience as this was my year-long interview for general surgery. And I was going to prove to them, A, that I was the biggest mistake that they made by not taking me as a categorical uh, and that I was better than anyone that they could possibly match categorical resident. Uh, and that I was going to get a job no matter what as a general surgeon, because I just doubled down on my commitment. Uh, some people, you know, change their goals. They kind of um, have the realization that maybe they're not right for surgery or surgery is not right for them. Uh, and they go other directions. But I was doubling down and decided that I was going to, you know, make it my, uh, make it my, I don't know. I can't say what I want to say. So we'll your mission uh, in life. <laughs> yeah, my mission in life. I will have to do a little bit of editing on that so that I can take it out. But I wanted to make sure that I was going to make it my mission in life to be a general surgery uh, and general surgery resident. Uh, and so I started off early in the year, uh, kind of talking to some mentors about what I wanted to do and what was the right path for me. Uh, and then I started really focusing on AbSite. I uh, looked at the APDS website to look for jobs and applied heavily and uh, worked my butt off. Uh, and I wound up actually getting a categorical two spot uh, for the following year. So they didn't have to repeat any time. Uh, and it's all worked out. It was a new program uh, and I was one of the uh, highest level of residents there. And so I've kind of been a chief resident ever since um, and been able to mentor a lot of people. But I just want to encourage anyone going through that, that it's not the end and everyone has a different journey. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'll tell you that story is one I, I hear over and over again. Um, when I was a program director, I heard it and kind of participated in the creation of it because we participate in the match. Uh, but then also uh, as a, a chair of surgery now, my job is to help kind of shepherd students who want to go into surgery uh, through the process, which like you said, can be very difficult. So first, let me compliment you on sharing your story. I have a lot of respect for people who go through the preliminary pathway. And I want to highlight a couple things you said 
that are really important. Uh, first, plenty of smart, excellent future colleagues don't match uh, through this process. We had at least three who were super qualified, uh, who weren't able to obtain for whatever reason, a spot in categorical surgery, a categorical surgical spot. And it wasn't because of boards and it wasn't because of how smart they were, how collegial they were. They had no issues with their record. They had excellent uh, grades. And it was kind of the matchup of where they applied to, uh, the different places they circulated. And I've heard stories, although this didn't happen this year, that uh, once upon a time, uh, one letter of their glowing letters was not as glowing or was even sort of sabotaged. Of course, they don't really see those letters. Uh, and that strangeness does happen too. So, First, I want to just say a lot of respect for you and all the people out there who do that. Second, I think you uh, mentioned a really great resource, the American Society of Program Directors in Surgery. They have a website. It lists all open jobs. It lists programs coming uh, off cycle into things that need residents. It lists when residents leave uh, their programs. It lists, you know, as part of the hunt for an available uh, resident. And uh, I just think you uh, kind of mentioned several key things. Last thing I want to share about this is I was really surprised, Colton. There's a, there are a couple papers out there that go through the probability of matching into a categorical position when you've been a prelim. And they really, when in just kind of discussion, people make it out to be that it is the odds are super, super long. And again, I'm not saying it's easy. But it turns out it's about 30% or so uh, in a couple citations that make it into that categorical spot that they wanted. And of course, of all the people going into prelim, other people want different things. So not all are really going for categorical spots. And then some are other things like foreign graduates or they have structural um, things that are kind of working against them. So the bottom line is uh, the probability is not zero. It's not close to zero. So about a third uh, eventually end up in the position they want to be in. So I wanted to share that out there for anybody who uh, is going through this. Um, it just seems really important to me. Get more AppSite content in your daily routine. Visit us on Instagram at daily.appsite.fact, on Facebook at AppSite Smackdown, or LinkedIn at AppSite Smackdown. And you can catch the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any place you listen to your favorites. Don't forget our YouTube channel, AppSite Smackdown. Yeah, that's important. Um, and so going into it, though, you want to look at what objective data can I give this program that wants to keep that will make them want to keep me over someone else. Uh, and we can kind of get into more of the specifics a little bit later. Um, but things like conference attendance and logging your cases and, you know, those different little professionalism points, um, you, how you do on your score quiz every week, you know, what, you know, how you're doing on your case numbers. You want to log cases, but you don't want to log too many cases. Uh, and then you want to make sure you're going to clinic. Uh, and then uh, finally, you want to talk about AppSite, right? Like you want to have a good AppSite score going into match if you do go through the match again, because your scores come back before rank lists are due. The AppSite Smackdown podcast is going live. Reserve your seat for our upcoming live AppSite review conference. Can't travel? On call? No problem. This online conference is recorded so you can catch up anytime. Reserve your spot by visiting us at AppSiteSmackdown.com and selecting latest news for more information.
Right. And that just kind of leads to the point, like a lot of people aren't thinking about it right now because we just had it, but we didn't just have it. It is coming up. And so for those of you who maybe are just matching into surgery or you're studying or coming up, we did a conference right before the app site. Um, it was our entire program kind of condensed down um, to hit all the main points, the slides and everything. And if you couldn't attend, you can actually still purchase the video to use to study. And then we'll have another full course um, conference coming up. Um, we're going to do two a year now. And the next one is going to be September 10th. And so it will, again, get you started because really, I think we've all talked about this many times, um, that obviously you should be studying all year, but let's be real. Some people don't do that. But like September is really when you need to start. Because if you're coming to our January conference, you better know your stuff and it's just review. Because if you're just now trying to cram that all in in the January one, you're going to be hurting. So that's why the September gives you plenty of time. And again, We'll put the links down below so that you can see the old one or do that. And then another thing I wanted to mention, that I thought was funny where you're talking about how you wanted to do that with all your friends and family, you know, open your card, do all the stuff. It reminds me of the NFL draft. Like when I was watching all the match videos on TikTok and everything last week, it did. That's what it felt like was like the NFL draft. And you get that feeling like, you know, the ones that didn't get drafted, but that's a similar circumstance, but there's still a way in and, that is great. So. Yeah, and we've all heard the story of how the draft system kind of um, overlooks certain people, certain levels of talent. Some people will fall pretty low in the draft and they won't get that uh, big first round uh, that they want. And of course, you know, Tom Brady's a classic example. That guy's still going. Uh, I mentioned him not just because he's good, but because we're about the same age. So, yeah, like think about that. Still going. I don't know how that guy does that. Um, I also want to say two two other things. First, you know, one of the things Colton didn't even mention is that for our prelim uh, colleagues, uh, by the time they enter the residency for the first year, it's almost time for them to apply again uh, for residency. It is on them quickly. So I encourage anybody who's out there in a residency listening to this to all our listeners um, when you know this reaches its views, just in your program, kind of be sensitive to that. There's any opportunity to design your program to be uh, friendly to the prelims. It makes a lot of sense because the prelims coming from your program, uh, they'll reflect on your program. They'll be future colleagues because many will make it. So uh, treat them right. And if there's any opportunity to set up a pathway for them or help them, I really recommend you do it because what a challenging year for them. And it really deserves a lot of respect for what they do. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, and I don't want to take credit for anything, but since I moved into my current program, um, we've actually taken prelims that were in my former program. Uh, so it seems like I at least have a good reputation for the, I've created a good reputation for my former program here where I'm working now. And so, you know, they've been like, oh, well, this is a good person. I want to go back and maybe take another one of their residents. Yeah, it's a, I mean, they talk about six degrees of separation between us and anybody else in the world. And in surgery, it's like two or one or half. Uh, it's much tighter than uh, you think it is, which is why everything from the rumor mill to the positives get around so quickly. Uh, so it's really, it's a thing um, that, you know, you're real, you're much closer to future colleagues uh, than you realize that you are. So 
Um, I, what the other thing, uh, Jessica, you mentioned is um, the setup for Absite SmackDown. I think, like Colton said, you know, the importance of the Absite because it does come back before the rank list is really important. And I really like and kind of what keeps me participating in this is how you guys have set up a full video review course that matches the book, uh, the review book that you have. And then beyond that, these highlights review course that, that y'all put out have been really uh, useful. And so I appreciate the invite for the next one in September. Uh, I think you said September uh, 10th, 11th, 12th. Is that it? Yeah. And I, I look forward to working with Colton on that one. And you're right. I saw that you can still pick up the previous one online as a separate set of videos at the uh, via the website. So um, yeah, I thank you guys for doing it. I know this sure would have helped me when I was a resident. And so uh, I always appreciate the chance to participate with it. Yeah, it's a really great opportunity to, to kind of hit the ground running even before you get there uh, to residency on July 1st, come up with a plan and be like, hey, I'm going to listen to a lecture a week or I'm going to listen to two lectures a week or I'm going to read a chapter out of the AppSite SmackDown book uh, every week and just mark it out and write down some notes. Uh, kind of start, you know, building the, the foundation now for whenever you uh, get ready to take the test because it's coming. Not to freak you out or anything. <laughs> always, it's always lurking. It's always lurking. Yeah. What I think is awesome, obviously, you guys know since I'm on the publisher side, I get a lot of feedback. And um, one of some of the feedback that I got that was really awesome from a focus group we did is one of the doctors said that she just has it playing in her earbuds as she goes on and does stuff. She doesn't have a book in front of her, but just like as she's doing stuff, she has it playing in her earbuds. And it's just kind of like that constant information because that's the kind of learner she is. And so I think that is part of what makes us special is the fact that we sort of have something for every kind of learner to help them get this down. And just, I mean, not just the course, but obviously we have our podcasts too and just all the different ways to help people. And I'm really excited to be part of this. And then Dr. Lee, I just think it's awesome because like you said, you came in a different way than most people. You had to put in the extra work. You know, you've been basically a chief, chief resident since you started. You've been with us. You have all these credentials now. And it's just so nifty to share your story for people that are feeling discouraged. The Absite Smackdown podcast now has a live review. Get your access for the only review conference that works best with your schedule. On call? Can't travel? No time for an expensive hotel room or plane ticket? We've got you covered. Visit AbsiteSmackdown.com and select latest news to learn more and sign up today. <laughs> That's what I always tell people is that, you know, everyone has a different journey. Uh, and it's been really encouraging on Twitter, actually, the last week or two to see some other people that have kind of come out uh, about their journey through surgery residency. And now there are chairs of departments, even though they were prelims and, you know, they're well-respected, trusted people. And you would never know now that I was a prelim if I didn't tell anyone. Um, and I think it's really interesting to hear from an attending side, and you may be able to share some light on this, Dr. K, but a lot of attendings that I have now say, you know, I would never match nowadays if I try to do surgery because it is so competitive. Well, I think I've said it before. Uh, my, um, yeah, my year, uh, I think, was one of the lowest applicant numbers. So I uh, kind of slid in the side door uh, at the <laughs> surgery. 
And then uh, sort of just uh, for being that fortunate, I decided, well, general surgery residency, very challenging, clearly. I think I'm going to go do a transplant fellowship just because I kind of owe. But in all seriousness, um, the headline is uh, just as you said, which is uh, my years were some of the lowest applicant rate. And had I tried to match with uh, what got me in before, if I tried to use that uh, same setup now and came with the same everything, scores, you know, grades, the whole routine. And I did just fine, but I think it is very unlikely I would match now. The uh, surgical specialties have become incredibly competitive, mostly since the 80-hour work week. And I think in some ways, that's great. It brings really bright, talented people uh, to the future of surgery. Uh, and so I look forward to it. And so it's, it's been great to participate in that and uh, work with them. So yeah, absolutely, Colt. I make no bones about it. I do not know if uh, nowadays... If I would uh, be opening an envelope uh, with a successful match on match day or not. And I think the answer is I would probably not. No, you'd be fine. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. So, so. They, uh, another thing I wanted to point out, though, too, is that that year of being a prelim made me such a better resident um, going forward because I had to work and I had to read and I had to learn things. I had to be better than anyone else around me. And now I am way better than I would have otherwise been if I had slid into a categorical spot and been able to kind of slide under the radar for, you know, three or four or five years. Uh, being able, Having to work and really stand out made me build that foundation that, that really set me ahead. Yeah. Well, again, my compliments to uh, you in particular, but all the staff who come through the prelim side, they deserve a lot of respect for it. It really shows they want it. Clearly, everybody who gets into the field wants it, uh, but just uh, the the team or the colleagues that have gone through the prelim side, uh, they really do. So, uh, Jessica, I think the take-home message is around this time of match and then soap and then scramble. Uh, it, it is a system which, uh, even if you if you don't match at the beginning, doesn't mean all hope is lost, but some really talented people can go unmatched and then go through soap uh, and become prelims, still be very successful. Uh, and uh, it's just a challenging system in part that we have. I don't know that there's a better one. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this sometimes is a difficult one for colleagues. I just keep comparing it to football. I, that's so horrible. Like you guys are saying all this, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. It's like the people have to walk on the team and then prove themselves instead of the ones that got you know drafted in. Yeah, Tom Brady was what, eighth round or something like that? Brady, I think, was eighth round, too slow, all that stuff. Yeah. uh, And then what is that movie? It came out around Christmas time about the quarterback. Kurt Warner bagging groceries and then then playing in the NFL under Dick Vermeil. Yeah. I I don't want to get too football specific here, but the analogies are obvious ones. Uh, The system's not perfect. Uh, the the way people are kind of weighed and measured, mm-hmm. sometimes not perfect. Uh, and you see a lot of very successful surgical colleagues uh, who, like Colton said, were prelims. Yeah. Well, if you well, want congratulations. it. Congratulations to those people that did match, right? And those sure. that are happy and excited. And it's a big deal. And I'm really glad that they had the, that experience. Yeah. And I hope everyone has that experience. Yeah, um, it's not to take away from them, like you said. I was very proud of... Uh, the first time match rate for this class of young surgical residents that came out of the uh, medical school that uh, I'm the, the chair for. Um, part of my job there is to give everybody their best shot uh, to, like you said, uh, match successfully into the field 
they want to go into. And so you're right. Uh, clearly, uh, this is not to take away from them at all. They're bright, dedicated. They're going to be future colleagues. Uh, at the same time, it's important, I think, to go for the less, perhaps less recognized, under-recognized uh, prelim colleagues and, and what they're going through. Because we're all still a team. Everyone's going to be colleagues. You know, just some have to take a different route. Exactly right. Okay. So I think Dr. K kind of wrapped this all up. What we talked about today, of course, as always, we'd love your feedback. You can follow us on all of our social media. And any parting words before I do our tagline, y'all? No? All right. Then as you guys know, hashtag Outside Smackdown. Thanks for listening to the Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit us at absitesmackdown.com for more great Absite facts.